if you like betting on golf. But everyone that you back misses the cut, get some experts involved. With all the stats and the tips and so much more, cause it's the golf betting system, the golf betting system, it's the golf betting system. Greetings and welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast 175. This is our 2021 Open Championship Tips and Selections Pod. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanran join me, Steve Bam, to discuss the final major of 2021. Hi, gentlemen, how are you? Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, a rare afternoon recording. Good afternoon. Mm. My voice has actually woken up. We normally we, we normally record these at the crackers of dawn, so uh, normally a bit a husky, bit a bit husky. That wasn't from cheering the football last night, I can assure you. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is for listeners of eighteen and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, I know that you guys do. Please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in depth betting previews, masses of tournament stats, and our Open Championship predictor model, all available. Free of charge, no paywall. Please subscribe to this podcast and drive the popularity of the show. We are available on Twitter. Paul is at Golf Betting. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. I am at Bamford Golf. You can join our Golf Betting System Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. Come along, answer the questions before uh, as you are um, putting forward your membership and uh, we will let you into the closed group. Plus, look out for the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel. Where I present the golf betting show every week, we have—I've actually recorded the Open Championship preview this afternoon, highlighting Paul's four selections. Now, you guys power the podcast, and I have to say thank you very much. Um, you've inundated us with five-star reviews for this week. I can only choose two, but um, keep them coming. Leave your name and where you are in the review, and of course, I will read them out in future. Podcast. So I've got a couple here to go through. There were lots more, so thank you to everybody. All actually from the United States of America this week. So um, that's very good. Uh, the first one, expert handicappers, five stars. Been with these guys for over three now, three years now. Made me a ton of money at the 2019 US Open with Woodland and Chez. Really know how to evaluate golf courses and pick out guys who fit the bill. Highly encourage all golf betting fans to listen weekly. That is from Shorty Vegas Picks. And he is in the US of A. And then a second one, entitled for some reason Clyde, as in Clyde Bank in Scotland. Uh, five stars. Where has been? My, where have you been my whole life? Question mark. Excellent podcast. It's a shame I didn't find it 173 episodes ago. Nice work, gang! Exclamation mark, and that is from Big Fan eight six seven five three zero nine. And again, he is in the US of A. Thank you for both of those. Fantastic! Yes, thank you very much for those reviews. Much appreciated. Cheers, guys. I'm not going to talk about last week. It's too depressing. <laughs> um, I, I I went to bed last night when it became obvious uh, that we were going to go to penalties. So that was probably about minute fifteen, really. Um, 
And my wife looked at me as if I'd gone crazy. I said, well, I'm not going to sit here and watch England lose to penalties. I might as well go to bed and get an extra half an hour's kip. So that's what I did. And then she came to bed with her phone. And of course, she was watching the penalties, although I was pretending to be asleep. And then I heard her <laughs> put the phone down on the cabinet next, and uh, she just rolled over. And, went to, and at that point, I knew England had lost, clearly. Um, and then this morning, I thought, I'll double up the depression, check the PGA Tour uh, leaderboard just to make sure that none of mine came in the each-way places or won. And lo and behold, of course, they hadn't. So it was all good early this morning, I thought. All very good. Um, I had two, Johnny Vegas and... Pat and Keziah all both finished a shot away from each way places. And you you snuck Seamus Power in the top eight, didn't you? Or tied for eighth as per usual. Another chopped place, yeah. And then you could you could see it coming from like an hour and a half away before the end. You you just knew he needed one more uh, one better one shot better. Uh but another amazing week from him and he has been rewarded by being inserted as the favourite this week in the Barbasol. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm hanging on in there. I'm backing him again. I just, I'm not, I like the FOMO is at maximum levels now. I, I, it just, I have to back him. Uh, I might actually, just for fun um, as well, just to try and enhance it, double him up with a couple of guys in the Open Championship, just to try juice the price a bit. So, um <laughs> You're in, at We're tw- here. you're in at twenty to one on Seamus Power this week. Is if I can get if I can get him at twenty to one, if the, when the markets kind of uh, are fully yeah. up and running, yeah, we'll as you would see expect, it's get- not the strongest I- of fields. No, I've saved a couple of my Paddy Power uh, power ups, so hopefully I can. If they release him at sixteen, I might get eighteens or twenties. So look, I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm here for the Seamus win. We're not leaving him now just because we're getting price proud. So. Overnight, they've let Mark Hensby into the field, so it's high-quality stuff, the Barbasol, as you would expect. Um, are you, you, were, you you had Richie Ramsey kind of close there, there, thereabouts, didn't you? And he kind yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, it was, it was sitting in tight eighth going into the final day at 175 to one with... Uh, yeah, with, with eight places each way, so um, a an average... To good day would have uh, would have done the job, but he threw it away around the turn, couple of bogeys on the trot, and that was the end of that. When when everyone else is shooting four or five under, you can't afford to be um, even par through twelve or thirteen holes. It was odd, really, because he um, if you look at his stats, he putted really well. He uh, his strokes game putting was second, I think, in the uh, in the field, um, but his approach play was just a a bit too far off. Um, that's not really his game, so I, I, he's one to keep an eye on because if he does sharpen up that uh, approach play, then um, it, it, combine that with the way that he is putting at the moment, and that could be a uh, could be a potential winner or a decent priced place over the next few weeks. But uh, but yeah, sadly it was not to be, and uh, he finished just outside the places again. Uh, frustratingly. Frustration rules the nation. Anyway, it's the Open Championship this week. It is. We've got some crazy offers available. Um, I've never seen 12 places each way at a major. Um, I, was, I was just going through some past stuff that we've done, and it was like we were we were shouting from the rooftops when Paddy Power went eight places in 2016. It was it was earth-shattering stuff. I remember when and they went... Bet, to- bet for- Betfred were offering six places. Yeah, I remember when Paddy went seven places each way back in, what, 2009, I'm going to say? 2008, yeah, 2009? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, that, that was a revelation at the time, wasn't it? Seven places. It was like, wow. And uh, yeah, nowadays, 12 places, a sixth of the odds. What, what, do you guys, uh, what do you guys think of that uh, proposition? I'm okay with it. Like, at least you get something back and it's not completely... Like, we're not betting to try catch place payouts, okay? So, like, it only chops it a tiny bit. So I'll 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 take the extra spots for one sixth. It's it's not super, but I mean, look, we've said this for years. Like when you like when you match it up against horse racing, the amount of places that you you get paid each way in horse racing versus the size of the field in golf and the amount of places you get in golf, it's just like they're not even close. Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing twelve places. It's start you know, ten, 10 starts to feel like yeah, that's a good number. Um, twelve, yeah, it's fun for the majors. Um, Boyle Sports, they are 12 places each way, a sixth the odds at this week's 2021 Open. And what's the offer that people will be able to get hold of if they signed up by a golf betting system? Yeah, it's, it's, it's chopped and changed due to the Euros. Right now on the site, it's bet 10, get 20. But uh, keep an eye on it because um, with the uh, with the Open Championship, they may well push that back out we will uh, we'll have to see but uh, but either way uh, 12 places and six of the odds um, does give you a, a fair chance of uh, snaring something like, if you do the maths 150 to one shot um, a fifth of the odds if they uh, come placed is what 30 to one um, with a sixth of the odds it's 25 so you're gaining that um, those extra places and foregoing what on, on that example there five five points so I don't know, you know values in the eye of the beholder with um, with these things as ever, isn't it? It's um, you know if, if the price is right and the uh, the terms seem right and you, you're comfortable with it, then then dive in. But uh, hmm. what what do you guys think about the sixth of the odds? <sighs> yeah, I, I it was kind of inevitable. I think um, you know a, a quarter of the odds now is 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 almost. Uh, Almost defunct on golf, isn't it? And particularly, you know, it is at majors, yeah. Mm. Well, even so, three six five on the standard stuff. Yeah, even so, a lot of the firms that aren't really pushing the uh, terms out on a weekly basis are going six and a fifth. Which, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was inevitable, really. If they keep keep pushing these uh, these headline terms out, then a sixth of the odds was. Uh, it's gonna gonna be further down the line. Where's it end? I don't know. Do you, do you, eventually, do you go fifteen and a seventh? I don't know. It's uh, yeah. We have to watch the one, it. The one thing, you, the one thing you can say though about Ball Sports and Paddy Power, the other company that have gone twelve places each way, sixty odds at the Open, is that they are number one and number two for additional each way places mm-hmm. given across the whole twenty twenty one golfing calendar. So it's not as if they're just doing this to you know it's just a bit of a spoof and then they'll cut it to the worst terms ongoing at the end of the day they're both one and two when it comes to additional spots this year so you know it's in their dna just keep and they'll, they'll probably they'll go back to 10 places on boils or eight places at a 50 odds for the pga tour coming up so mm. I, th- I think they're two great companies to uh, to have an account with you haven't got one paddy power um you can access if you haven't got an account by a golf betting system a, a 10 a 20 pound or twenty euro risk free first bet. I also think Bet Fred as well. They've gone a genuine ten places each way, fifty odds, and um, that's a decent proposition. I am seeing quite a few players uh, for my long shots piece that I'm going to release tomorrow who are best priced with Bet Fred. Mm. So again, UK uh, UK customers, new customers, bet ten pounds, get thirty pounds in free bets plus sixty six zero free spins 
with Betfred for new sportsbook accounts opened up by a golf betting system this week. Key terms and conditions across those three bookmakers. But in summary, this is just, it's earth-breaking stuff. We've never seen the amount of additional each-way spots at a major championship um, since we began this in 2009. Okay. Now, again, I, I, as I do with all of our tips, major tips uh, podcasts, I will point you towards our research podcast, which was uh, the one that we did previously at the end of last week. That was podcast 174, absolutely packed, full of trends, course information and the like. So um, if you want to re- listen to that, please go ahead and do that. There have been some significant changes, though. It was, I mean... Uh, what are we for? We're, we're 72 hours plus on from when we recorded that. As we always say, Open Championship, any coastal golf, the weather is going to be absolutely critical this week. And it would appear, Paul, I mean, you've had your finger on the pulse for far too long now. <laughs> um, um, it would seem that since we recorded on Friday, there is definitely looking like it's going to be a lot more wind than the forecast. Yeah. But conversely, it also looks like, as we're recording this podcast, it's absolutely hammering down, down in Kent, in terms of rain. So kind of a yin and yang situation going on. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bit up in the air, because uh, when we when we recorded at the back end of last week, they, there was some uncertainty how it was going to pan out. But there's, there's high pressure building over the UK, which is the essential... Um, element so the weather is going to settle down it is going to be nice and sunny it's going to be warm it's going to be kind of 72 maybe 74 75 degrees fahrenheit in the afternoon so in, in the uk that feels um particularly warm it's it's generally a nice uh sunny uh, summer's day for um for england um what that does mean though given the um location of the track this week on the on the east coast of kent the wind is coming in from that side of the country so um we've got uh, 15 maybe 20 mile an hour northerly winds coming in to begin with um from thursday and then during the course of the four days that's going to kind of shift around to the northeast and then gradually getting close to easterly by the end and uh, if you look at uh, where sandwich is on a map it will mean that the wind is literally blowing straight in off the sea um, and increasingly so as the uh, four days progress. So it is going to be wet uh, today. It has been, there's, there's been some quite significant rain over the last few days as well. Um, it's going to be uh, soft, I, I suggest, for the first day or so, and it's going to get progressively less soft as, it, as we work through the four days because there's no, there's no more rain forecast from kind of Tuesday onwards. No. Um, so what that, what that means ultimately is we're going to see four days of continually changing conditions. I think you, you're going to have a, a, a northerly wind. It's going to be quite chilly, I think, um, to start with uh, on Thursday morning. It's going to be quite windy. It's coming in directly from the north, um, straight off the North Sea. Um, it's going to it's going to feel uh, reasonably chilly. And then as the temperature starts to rise, as the as the wind starts to dry out the course as well as the sunshine, then it's going to. Uh, it's going to make it slightly more firm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure we're ever going to get to the point where we'd call it firm um, because there's been a lot of water deposited on the course over the last uh, couple of months. But it will start to change. And uh, with the way that the wind is coming around, as, as I say, from the north to the east over the course of the four days as well, that's going to present a different challenge to the players 
um, over the course of the four days as well. So it should keep them on their toes, which is good. Um, and we were kind of uh, guessing as to where that might leave leave us with a, a winning score at the back end of last week. And um, Greg Norman got to, what, 13 under when he won um, back at the end of... Uh, I forget the year now, you'd have to remind me. Um, but um, I, I don't think we're going to get that deep. I suspect we're going to get uh, somewhere in the mid to maybe high under par uh, single digits. So maybe seven, eight, nine, something like that, like that feels about right to me. Um, scoring won't get out of control, but equally I don't think it's going to be so difficult because the under underfoot conditions are going to be relatively receptive, I would have said. So uh, yeah, it's a lot to consider, I think, and particularly... Um, with this change in forecast and with the uh, the way that the tea times can impact uh, things as well, uh, you may find some uh, some significant uh, tea bias when we get to, to Thursday as well. I think you said just a second ago that the early starters on Thursday uh, right now might be facing 20, 25, maybe even 30 mile an hour gusts. Yeah. I know when we when we recorded this last week, it was calm. It was just going to be calm. You could just see them taking the golf course apart. Mm. But there seems to have been a complete step change here. Um, I'm using Windfinder Sandwich Bay, um, and clearly it's a forecast, and we're three days away. But all of a sudden, I'm seeing um, 16 degrees Celsius at seven in the morning on Thursday for the early starters, and it's gusting 32 miles an hour. <laughs> Now I don't remember Port Rush being firm and fast either, but I remember that being an absolute. Des- <laughs> there, there were plenty being blown off the course quite readily. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're going. And this need- is this is a tough old course, isn't it? it, it, it so we, you know we're seeing um, potentially gusting thirty in the morning. It calms down. I say calms down. It's still twenty five mile an hour gusts in the afternoon. Friday looks like it's anything up to twenty twenty three miles an hour, and Saturday again looks anything up to thirty miles an hour. So I think that's going to be brutish. Yeah, I think. And as you and I, we've been on the course. We've said it's like a, it's just the most craziest piece of land, completely out there on the coast, no cover, no protection. I think it's going to be difficult. I my my assumption last week that based on the wind that we were seeing, it was going to be the easiest of the scoring of the majors. I'm retracting that. Uh, definitely, this is going to be single digits. You can see that. What kind of single digits? I'm not sure. Mm. Sat Sunday. I told you. Sunday looks calm, but I told you to cool your jets on the weather, Steve. Oh, last week, that's what we did. You just <laughs> you need to. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. It's it's. If you can hear the smile on my face, this should be entertaining. It will be devastating because your bets, some of them, will get ejected immediately. What's your view, Barry? Yeah. What's your view on the on looking at this wind forecast? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on another site that I I use and tr- a couple of other sites I use and trust for wind. It's not quite showing 25 miles an hour, but I mean, like I said, the you know the wind coming off the sea onto a links course, no matter what speed it has, it just hits a little different. And um, yeah, this is going to be a test for them for sure, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, you'll see and you'll see some really good golf played to manage and navigate those conditions and. I don't care how much rain has fallen on a Lynx course uh, over the year so far. When the sun comes out and the wind is blowing, they can dry out so fast. You could see a course that will be receptive in the morning and balls popping off the greens uh, in the afternoon. I, I think we could be in for... If if it holds like this, I think we could be in for a very entertaining 
uh, Open Championship. In terms of the way the course is set, remember Keogh Island, which was very, very wind affected, very wind affected indeed. How, how does the, how does this direction of wind pull a northerly wind that might turn more northeasterly? Does that create a lot of downhill in, into the wind and wind behind holes, or is that is that a crosswind across this course? Uh, and that's a difficult question to answer. I don't. Well, it is because you also got the fact that the wind's going to be changing during the course of the four days as well, and the prevailing wind in the UK will come generally from the west to northwest. So. Um, if you've got a, a north easterly to easterly that's blowing in, it's um, mm. you know, you're coming in from an entirely different angle to which the course would have been designed in the first place. Um, but as I say, you've also got this scenario where it's shifting round by kind of ninety degrees or thereabouts over the course of four days as well. So um, it, I think each of the holes is going to play differently at different points during the course of the week, and that that will add to the. Um, intrigue and the uh, and the complexity of the uh, the task of the players as well. I, th- I think ultimately you're just going to need to have a lot of different shots in your locker. I think you're going to have to be comfortable playing uh, with some breeze and into the breeze and, and holding shots up or playing low shots to, to stay under the stay under the breeze as well. And um, I think there're going to be some sob stories with players that get caught on the wrong side of a draw. And um, you know, sitting here on Monday afternoon. None of us have got a clue as to how that's going to manifest itself. Um, equally, we haven't got a view of what the tea times are right now. So uh, you're kind of in the dark with that. But that's Link's goal for you. That's the Open Championship for you. And uh, um, best laid plans can go horribly wrong if you do get caught the wrong side. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting though, isn't it? I think the fascinating thing is you're going to need a little bit of everything in terms of shot making because the course isn't exactly isn't a straight out and straight back in. Mm-hmm. The holes orient themselves in like pretty much every single direction. Yeah. There's maybe only three that kind of go in the same general direction. Uh, there's you know one angle and then another two or three that on the other angle. So it's it's everything, and with the wind moving around, it's it's going to be. Um, it's going to test everybody and their patience a lot. I've got a question. I'm in. I'm oh, sorry. Go on, Barry. I'm in. I'm in. I'm here for the fun. It's going to be. It's going to be great. What would what would be uh, what would be your view on a winning score then? What do you think? Uh, I mean, like, why does that matter? Well, I'm just thinking about the kind of golf we're after. Because if, well, if I, mean, I you, you know, if if, I mean, if, if if the listeners are thinking, oh, it's going to be sixteen under, I need someone that's going to make lots of birdies. That's not the kind of golf, is it? By the sound no. of it, that we need. No, it's no, no, no. That, that's that's not happening. But yeah. like for us to call a score between blah and blah, like look, they're not going deep in the scoring. I this week, I don't think. Right, single digit um, winner then, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I maybe mid single. Yeah, something around that. Somewhere between. I don't think anybody gets to yeah, eight nine maybe yeah. Look, it's not it's not about loads of birdies this week. You grab your birdies when you can, kind of like Brooks Kepka says in majors. You just plot your way around. You take your birdies when they come. You're not chasing birdies; they just happen when you play good golf, and you minimise mistakes. I think that's that's where we're really at this week for me. Yeah, I got a question here. I had a DM from Nagels Bagels. Clearly, Nagels well respected in the industry. Um, you can he'll be doing his Thursday night or Wednesday night live show. Uh, available um it basically he talks DraftKings and pulls to, uh, he runs leagues and whatever he sent us a question uh previous opens at this course 
have featured lesser known winners. Do you think the randomness of the winner is the product of A, the golf course, or B, was weather a huge factor that particular week? Well, we can say with Darren Clark, the winner, that randomness was definitely driven by um, both. I mean, this golf course to me is one of those typical linkses that features a lot of out, out of bounds and lots of penalties off the tee. And when you're throwing in that week, there was some of the days it was gusting 40 miles an hour. <laughs> it was very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. But is that, is that random, though? No, not particularly. No, it just identifies a guy who knows how to play and move his ball around in the wind. Yeah. And Clark did it. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, yeah, he, yeah he was just lesser fancied, wasn't he, at the start? But when, when the conditions mm-hmm. started to play into. You know, t- towards his skill set, then that was uh, you know, it, it became more obvious that he was the kind of player who could triumph in those conditions. Difficult ones. And if we if we if we're seeing difficult conditions mm. again this week, it clearly opens the envelope about potential winners this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know what? A Padre Harrington, for example, who. Mm, was very close to winning the PGA Championship a few months ago. Mm. It certainly is an interesting um, way of looking at things in terms of the difficulty of the golf course. Um, okay, do you want to take it away then, Paul? Move us, move us forward from this point. Yeah, um, let's go. I'll go through, go through the market first quickly, just to give us a view of where we are, and then. Um, as you said, we've already covered off the course and the trends um, largely, so I won't go into a great deal of detail on that. Um, I guess the one thing to say is um, the players or the en- entry list is is changing. It's really quite fluid. I think there's 16 players who've dropped out so far um, from, from the initial entry list. Um, added today to that list, Zach Johnson, Louis de, ja- Louis de Jaeger, uh, Ryan Moore, who finished uh, second at the uh, the John Deere Classic, um, he isn't playing either. He's got back issue, apparently. Um, and you've got the likes of Hideki and Baba and uh, Kevin Naru, who mentioned on the last uh, last pod as well, who, who aren't playing. So um, the the, uh, yeah, the entry list really is quite fluid, and uh, the alternates uh, are being added in and. Uh, and we have to see how that ends up. Anyway, the market right now: John Rahm eight to one favourite, Rory McIlroy eighteen to one, uh, Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka eighteen to one, Justin Thomas twenty to one out there. I, again, he played some really good stuff, didn't he last uh, last week from tee to green? It's just still not all quite fitting together for JT, but uh, he'll have his backers at twenty to one, I'm sure. Uh, Jordan Spieth, 20-1. Dustin Johnson, 22. He's uh, been reinstated back as the world number one, seeing as John Rahm didn't quite finish in a lofty enough position to uh, to retain his world number one to- uh, position last week in Scotland. Xander's 22s. And then you're into the likes of um, Hovland, Hatton, Louis Oosthuizen, Bryson, all around 33-1 to one mark. Colin Morikawa, similar price as well. Uh, 40 to 1 bar those players. Uh, the briefest of synopsis is on the course. Uh, 7,206 yard past 70. Proper links, as we've described. Uh, bent fescue greens. And as, as I say, as is ever the case with these uh, coastal links tracks, um, it all comes down to the conditions, really. Raining today. 
wind as we've described over the course of the four days coming in from the north and the east and uh, mid 70s Fahrenheit and sunny during the course of the four days as well. Um, I'll just run through the previous winners quickly and their prices going back to 2010 and then we'll get into who I've uh, selected because um, it does give us a, an idea as to the kind of players you may well or you may well start to want to target as to uh, as to kind of price points or uh, in, uh, positions in the market. So uh, 2010 was Louis Oosthuizen, 250 to 1. Darren Clark here um, in 2011 at uh, 200 to 1 or thereabouts. 2012 was Ernie Els at 45. 2013, Phil Mickelson at 20 to 1, having won the Scottish Open the week before. 2014 was Rory at 18 to 1. 2015 at St Andrews was Zach Johnson, 110s. 2016, Henrik Stenson at 33s. 2017, Spieth at 16s. Francesco Molinari the year after at 33 to 1. And defending champion from two years ago, Shane Lowry, was available early doors at 70 to 1 before winning at Royal Port Rush. So you've got three of those players who were sub 20 to 1 or 20 to 1 or shorter, a couple at 33s, a couple of those juicy mid prices, 45, 70 to 1, thereabouts. And then um, some outsiders there, Louis Towers and Darren Clark over 200 to 1. And Zach, even though he'd been showing some decent form, um, 110 to 1 as well. Um, some good trends to dig into. I won't go through them all again because um, many of you have already listened to to these. Um, top of the market, um, I've, I've taken one from the very top. If you, if you guys, um, before I, I, I go into who I've picked, if you guys were given... Held over a barrel, gun to your head. Is fade, the... fade of the week? No, 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 no. Who, who <laughs> oh, would... I thought you were going to talk fade of the week. Who would you take out? Rory of... McElroy is my fade of the week. Still don't fancy Rory. Who's your fade of the week? <clears throat> of the top I guys. I, I can't say Rory because he's Irish. Um... Ooh, this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that I can't say Rory, I don't know. DJ, too many. Like maybe the, the I, oh god, can I just give you three or four, and that way I've covered all the bases. <laughs> it's not, it's not uh, of, of the short priced, I'd fade Xander. Just like the guy, just he's not winning. Like yeah, he, but, like, yeah. are you gonna take Zan? You gonna take Xander at eighteens or Brooks at eighteens, which are yeah. you know, pretty much get. Yeah, I agree. I think Rory, Xander, I think DJ potentially. I, I don't fancy mm. JT in this either. In the conditions we're gonna get, mm. if you if you're gonna ask me who yeah. I'd be backing, I'd be backing Brooks Kepka. So yeah, I completely, I concur with you completely. Brook Brooks or Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been in as well. Yeah, I for me, yeah. you know, I, I look quite uh, quite deeply at all of the players at the very top, and um, you know, Bosch, you could make a case for any of them, of course. And John Rahm's been playing some fantastic stuff. Um, oddly, and well, oddly, I suppose that's it, golf for you, isn't it? He was um, he was odds on on Friday morning last week, and he got I think he got to four shots clear really quite early on on Friday in Scotland and he was uh, he was backable at um, an odd, odds on price with a, a lot of the field hadn't even started the second round by that point so um, to be odds on at that kind of level of a tournament was uh, it showed you how well and how much better he seems to be playing than the rest of the field but uh, it didn't quite work did it he made a few mistakes here and there and uh, 
uh, in the end, finishing the tie for seventh. So a few people have got their fingers burned if they were diving in at that kind of price at, uh, at that kind of point. But um, this is more competitive, and you know, he's, he's what eight to one with the next best eighteen to one out there. And um, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't quite be having that. Um, Brooks Kepka for me is the only one I can really make a case for at the very top. Um, and we know with Brooks, he just focuses massively on these majors, doesn't he? He believes half of the field or most of the field are, are beaten before they even turn up here. Um, and even with a dodgy knee earlier in the season, second to Phil at the uh, USPGA, uh, fourth to John Rahm at the US Open a few weeks back as well. And uh, what we now another month further down the line in terms of his rehabilitation of that knee. And uh, I think he'll be... Um, you know, fitness-wise, absolutely spot on this week and uh, ready and raring to go because I think he's he's been teetering on the edge of a, a major win even though he's been uh, kind of hobbling about. Um, you see some of these stats that have flashed up about uh, Brooks over the last few years at majors. Uh, 84 under in majors since 2016 and that's over 60 mm. strokes better than his next best player in the field. It's, it's a mad stat. Four majors in that time. Uh, next best in the field to, is two from Dustin Johnson and everyone else or anyone else has got one at best. He's just a major machine, isn't he, Brooks Koepka? Uh Three top tens in the last four Open Championships. Uh, last time, uh, he was fourth behind Shane Lowry. That's his best effort in the Open. It's going to be relatively soft to start with, so his length's going to hurt. Wind's not a problem for Brooks. He can play. He's been striking the ball fantastically as well. And even in a regular PGA Tour event, I mean, one in Phoenix, which um, uh, you know he's not really you want nowadays. Is, is these regular PGA Tour events really don't uh, float his boat? But he managed to win in Phoenix. Um, he closed the Travelers with a sixty-five, and uh, he was first for strokes gained tee to green that week as well. It's you know he seems absolutely primed for this for me. It's, uh, what was a fifth place in the Travellers? Yeah. I mean, that's effectively a win for Brooks in a regular event to be, to be that highly placed. Yeah, six six under closing, uh, sixty five on the Sunday. Yeah. The other thing people I forget th- about Brooks Koepka is don't forget he is a European Tour product. Mm. He had two good and Challenge Tour, Challenge Tour, European Tour. He had, what two, three seasons over here? You look yeah. at his record, tons of experience, Ireland. Scotland, England, all different kinds of golf courses, links, golf, everything thrown in. Isn't he a couple of top fives at the um, Dunhill Links up at St Andrews? Yeah. If you look at the experience he's got compared to a lot of the other American Raiders, it, you know, it's vastly more just because of that European tour background. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, you can throw anything at him, just used to it. Yeah. I think I think he'll be lick, licking his chops now that the wind is forecast for this week because he knows that's going to knock more people out yeah. of the, the way. It'll, it'll knock Bryson comp- into a missed cut. Bryson DeChambeau missing the cut and Brooks will be winning, taking, taking the uh, claret jug out. <laughs> He'd love it, wouldn't he? For, uh, do, do, you think the or, do you think the Ornay will put them together? <laughs> That'd be quite funny. Um, uh, yeah, do you know Bry- Bryson missing the cut and Brooks taking back the claret jug. Do you think he would enjoy I mean, that? Yeah. Mm. Well, I like. I mean, for, for me, I haven't backed anybody short yet because I am waiting to see if there's a little bit of a, a draw bias. Mm. But yeah. the, the two I am eyeing up at that in that probably going to back them win only because of the price. I might do in each way, but it would be it's Brooks and Speed for me. So I'll be waiting until Wednesday evening. And uh, I'm pulling the trigger on one or maybe even both of them if they're on the sweet side of the draw. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're backing them win only, then you could have a, 
a little dabble on both, couldn't you? And uh, and, and uh, mm. as you say, if they if they seemingly sit the right side of any draw bias, then uh, all the better. It's, uh, yeah, for me, I, I I couldn't. There was no justification for anyone else that I could really put together. So. So yeah, Brooks at the top. Um, a couple of the winning prices I read through a second ago were thirty-three to one, and I have backed a thirty-three to one shot. And um, I was tempted. It was a bit of a toss-up between Tyrrell Hatton, who I backed last week, and uh, he uh, kind of flat to deceive for three rounds, didn't he? And then, then when it's all lost and there's nothing really to play for, he went out and shot a, a six-under final round and uh, made his made his finishing position look better than it would otherwise have been, which. Uh, Taking the gloss off his price this week, but um, yeah, I couldn't couldn't have Tyrrell. I've gone for Louis Oosthuizen instead at thirty three to one, who's finished second in his last two majors, um, and it was, it was only John Rahm rattling in those final two putts at the U.S. Open that uh, denied him getting his second major champion having or championship having won this Open Championship back in twenty ten at the uh, at St Andrews. Um, so that's two two top ten or two seconds and two majors on the trot. He was third at the U.S. Open last year as well. So that's three top threes in his last five majors for Louis. It's very impressive at the uh, the top top level of um, elite golf. And he's no, like Brooks Kepka light, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. If you've got a player that just peaks for majors, he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, he's not it, interested in the slightest about any other kind of events. No, he's, just he's, majors. There's a couple. You know, he's he's gone out and he's played a couple of other. Events in between times, and he's finished kind of eighth or eighteenth um, in, in that kind of bracket, and uh, and then gone out and uh, put in a really significant shift at the major a couple of weeks mm-hmm. later. So um, there's no win for Louis since you have to go back to the South African Open back in 2018. That's the only negative I could really draw against him. But um, in terms of the trends, he's got 12 Open Championship appearances, which is absolutely bang on the money. Previous winners, we said. Um, it was also part of a three-way playoff back in 2015, the one that Zach Johnson won. Um, he's pulled out the Olympics now, so this focus um, can be purely on this week and uh, maximising his positions in the FedEx Cup as he progresses through that at the back end of the PGA Tour season. Um, he did have a little warm-up in Germany, 42nd. Um, nothing to be concerned about, I don't think, really. He shot no. 67 in the second round. That, there's only a couple of people who beat that. And just kind of uh, meandered through the rest of it. Went back home. Went back to his new farm, his ranch, for a couple of uh, couple of weeks of rest and recuperation. He should be fully mm. rested now, shouldn't he? Um, he's been playing well as well. I mean, Louis not renowned for his putting abilities. The long game, which is generally his uh, forte, but eleventh uh, for strokes game putting at the Memorial and fourth for strokes game putting at the U.S. Open as well. So, um, quite impressed with those stats. Barry and I shared the same regret at the US Open, going for Finale as our each-way place kind of mm, blocker, rather than Louis. So, yeah, I, I can see you shout there. <laughs> I mean, you, whatever weather you throw at Louis, he'll, he'll just deal with it. That's that's clearly obvious. That's the kind of player you want, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've got a couple more that I've backed around 66. Has you two guys got anyone else up to that price that you're interested in? Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think so, actually. Everything I've backed so far is way out. It's a big old price yeah. this week. Let me look, let me look. Okay, look, I couldn't resist. I had to do it. Ricky, I've been, I've been saying he's going well the last few weeks. This is a grinding test, and you know he hasn't been scoring phenomenally well, so... This is the kind of course that kind of 
and the conditions that will suit his style of golf. Now, um, whether it's a a leap too far for you know a win to come, uh, blah blah blah. But anyway, he was sixty six to one. So mm. back to Ricky. You do love a bit of Ricky Fowler, Barry, don't you? I can't resist it. It's like Steve and Paul Casey, you know? <laughs> a love-hate relationship. Mm. Um, I won't be back in Poland. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> he ticks an awful lot of boxes, Paul Casey, but uh, yeah, I've had to leave him. He always does. Yeah, he yeah. should have won 33 majors when you look at his stats every week. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, he's he an easy more, one to He should have more majors than Tiger Woods. Yeah. He is an easy one to fall into if um, if you look at the stats on their own. Um, the other two I've backed then, um, Brandon Grace I've backed at 66 to 1. Um, another South African, there's a decent crop of South Africans, isn't there, at the moment? So uh, Gary Higo, Christian Bezwaden Hoots, Daniel Van Ton, Nadine Bermester, both winners, or four of them of recent winners, or recent ish winners anyway. Um, Eric Van Royen as well. Charles Schwartz was showing some signs of life. He's um, he's right up there, close to favouritism um, over in the alternate event this week as well, isn't he? That it's Charles. a head-to-head between Seamus Powell and Charles Svartzel for, for favouritism in the Barbasol. <laughs> but he has been showing some fun. All of those guys are just read through inside the world top 100 now, so there's a, a decent, decent crop. But Brandon Grace I've pl- uh, plumped for. Uh, low-key effort last week in Scotland, which was, again, I've got no real issue with that whatsoever. He's just gone out and he's just worked his way through the bag. He closed with a bogey free eight, uh, 68 for a little bit of confidence, a little bit of momentum. Uh, prior to that, fourth at Memorial, seventh at the US Open. He won the Puerto Rico Open earlier this year by the coast. Um, he's got decent finishes in all the four majors. Um, his best at the Open is sixth. Um, also holds the record at, uh, for the lowest Open Championship Round 62 at Birkdale back in 2017, wasn't it? And uh, this is just his terrain, isn't it? Two wins at Fancourt, where he, he represents the tra- uh, the course back at home. Um, Fancourt links, that is. Uh, two wins at the Dunhill links. Two wins in Doha for the Qatar Masters, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, and again, that's very links-like and, uh, and shares a lot of characteristics with the uh, links tracks. Um, that's track that used to be used for the Qatar Masters over in Doha. Uh, low ball, ball flight with Brandon Grace, ideal in the wind, and um, he's been showing some cracking form. Eh? Fourth for strokes gain approach, first for strokes gain tee to green at Torrey, Pine, Torrey Pines on his way to seventh place. Um, some really good stats coming out of Brandon. So Grace is in. The last one I've backed is Mark Leishman. And it's not just the South Africans who've got some momentum at the moment. The, the Aussies are going really, really well, aren't they? Uh, Cam Davis won the Rocket Mortgage a couple of weeks back. Uh, Lucas Herbert won the Irish Open the same week. Minwoo Lee last week, who um, won in Scotland on a, a linksy style track. And I backed him, what did I back him? Back at Denmark, I think it was. Um, the Made in Himmerland, which was for a similar kind of logic. But as is always the case, I left him alone last week and he went and won at some ludicrous three figure price. But uh, these, these Aussies tend to seem to spur each other on, don't they? You get a rash of Australian winners when they uh, start to uh, start to really motor. So, so Leishman's in. Um, he was part of that three-way playoff back in 2015 that I mentioned a few seconds ago, um, alongside Zach and, um, and Louis. Um, fifth also in the Open 2014, sixth in 2017 as well. Those come in slightly more scorable years, so um, a little bit of softer conditions here. Um, you know, and, and I'm not expecting a level par winning score. I think that kind of suits Leishman just about right. 
fifth at Augusta for earlier this year as well. That was his first major top 10 for three years. Uh, won the Zurich Classic, so he gets a tick in the box, or a tentative tick in the box for a season winner. That was alongside Cam Smith. Uh, a third in the Travellers in his last start. Fifth for total driving, third for strokes gained off the tee. Some really good long game stats for a guy that I wouldn't ordinarily um, kind of equate with those kind of numbers. If you could look back, that, that third for strokes gained off the tee, he's, that was his best effort in that stat um, since he finished uh, in a lofty position, forget exactly where, at the Sony Open back in 2020. He won the next star. He won the Torrey Pines the, uh, the next star a couple of weeks later, beating John, John Rahm that week after having found some real form of his um, strokes going off the T-stat. And that's exactly where he was at the Travellers um, a couple of weeks back when he finished third. So, um, yeah, he seems he seems to tick all the boxes for me. And that's, that's as deep as I've gone. I've only backed the four. I've only backed Leishman, just to recap, Leishman, Grace, Louis Oosthuizen, and Brooks Kepka up the top. Um, go and throw me some long shot names then, boys. It's plenty of value out there. It's a ju- it's a juicy tournament. This mm. there's a lot of players at deeper odds that you could build some very strong cases for. Um, if we're looking for red hot form, there's not many better than Harris English. I think he's got a decent chance. He's had a top fifteen at an Open. Um, Ian J. Poulter. Coming off a very, very, very strong outing um, up in Scotland. It was his greens in regulation that really took the um, eye with me for polls. Was it um, third for greens in reg? Yeah. Sixth for driving accuracy. So he was first overall for accuracy and 11th for ball striking. It's back up to bang on 50th in the world rankings as well. And that, 50th mean in the world. The postman needs some big results just to make sure that he's given Harrington enough ammo for a captain's pick. Like zero excuse to not pick him. Yeah. yeah. After we did the show on Friday morning, I I, I had to get it. I, I backed him at 100 to 1. I'm thrilled, to be honest. You've done well, yeah. Yeah. And um, we, we were saying that like Royal St. George's Greens and regulation is a huge factor. It's one of the lowest greens and regulation field averages for the Open Championship venues. And so, you know, him now, him then backing up all of that with the, the performance over the weekend and that round on Sunday, everything's lining up quite well. Um, and Poulter seems, strikes me as the kind of guy that'll use England's loss in the football as motivation to go win the Open Championship to like, personally make up for the loss <laughs> that the country suffered. Can I, yeah. ask, can I just ask you two a question? Why is yeah. there a huge gap between Lee Westwood's odds and Ian Poulter's odds? Popularity? Based on, current, based on current form. Westwood was right up there, wasn't he, for a long spell last week. And, uh, you know, there, mm. there were points at which he was, he'd overtaken John Rama's favourite to win the tournament. And uh, he was looking really good. And I don't know, there was just, just, too many pretty fatal errors and uh, it drifted right away in the end, didn't he? But his price was being uh, chopped all the way through that tournament and it's not recovered. It's not gone by the other way, is it? Steve, you make a good point though. I mean, if you're looking at just the last, say, six events, oh, yeah. Poulter, is ha- Poulter has a third, a fourth, 
The 25th, 30th, 36th, and 40th. Yeah, absolutely. Westy, ha- Westy has best a best finish of 21st, then 35th, 46th, 71st, and a missed cut. Yeah. He's only six. He's only played six of the last, whatever, 10 weeks there in your yeah. the recent tracker. So Poulter is arguably playing more, a better results golf anyway. Westwood maybe is catching the headlines a bit more. Mm. Uh, but but, don't, yeah, and don't I, forget with Polo, yeah. we've got a second in 2008, a ninth in 2012, and a third in 2013 at the Open. He was 14th at the 2017 Open as well. Yeah, and on a golf course with tremendous, um, you know, it looks like there's going to be a massive wind factor, weather factor. It's going to be cold. It's going to be, you, you know, you're looking for a grinder, someone that's seen it, been there, got the T-shirt at an Open. Yeah, it's Ian Poulter. Yeah, Ian Poulter ticks a lot of boxes this week, and could, might not be a bad uh, DraftKings shout. DraftKings shout at seven thousand two hundred. Oh, Absolutely. It's um, just before Hans we gave us asked us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Hans uh, popped us a, a, a tweet just before we started recording um, to to see if there was any value with DraftKings or any any pointers. And yeah, you, you two guys have backed up why I was. Uh, Kind of the angle yeah. I was going at seven thousand two hundred, and that that price was um, set prior to his performance last week, and you know prior to his flying final round. But that uh, that seemed like a decent uh, decent number to me. You mentioned Harris English just a minute ago, Steve seven thousand three hundred as well. That's madness. Mm. Yeah. That that guy is playing some the best golf of his career, Harris English. And don't forget, you know, we're talking about a guy that's finished fourth and third at US o- consecutive US Opens 2020 and 2021. So it's not as if he can't mix it in majors anymore. 21st at the Masters. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? And he, he, he won the week after the you know, finishing third at the US Open this uh, You know, this and week. he's being priced up with people like Abraham Ansu. Just won't, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah. This, 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 this piece of real estate here with Leishman, Grace, English, Poulter, Fowler, there's a, there's a lot of very good players in here at a brilliant price point. Yeah. Mm. You could build a case for Lucas Herbert if you're talking about current form. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy is playing gold, gold from the star, stars at the moment, Lucas Herbert. Yeah, yeah. 6,800 on DraftKings. Is it another one that I've got noted down there? First and fourth. He, he, yeah. He's swinging with some freedom. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, I think he's had a few grinding performances. Uh, it was like, a, was it with that Irish Open, the one that was really high scoring one year? I'm sure Herbert was in the mix of yeah, that one. It just it seems seems again we mentioned the, the fact that you know the odds are absolutely flying at the moment. He's part of yeah. that that reason, but uh, while the momentum's uh, kind of been been shared around and confidence is growing, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make make the cut quite comfortably and uh, and, and and play himself into what would be a good. Scoring position from a from a fantasy golf perspective for for six thousand eight hundred. That's uh, that seems like a decent filler to me. I must say. Any others that catch your eye a bit further down? Sam Burns is one that I I quite uh, quite like to look at. And um, again, six thousand three hundred for Sam Burns. And um, won the Val Spa second at Byron Nelson. Um, it was the 18th last week. So open with a 72 and then shot 68, 67, 66 in Scotland. So got his head around the um, the, the, the challenge that was there at uh, Renaissance last week. He's, he's jumped a few levels, hasn't he, Burns, mm-hmm. this year. But whether he can cope with 25 mile an hour on the Kent coast at 16 degrees Celsius, I'm <laughs> not sure. 
I'll tell you, there is a player around that price point I do like. I think we all like him. Go. Stuart, Stuart Sink. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you, can, you, you can throw whatever you want at Stuart. He, he, he's got no issues. It was funny with Stuart as well. You actually look at his record. You know when he was really struggling with his game? You know, struggling to make top 24, 20, 20, well, top 125s in FedEx Cups and, you know, using past, mem- you know, past career earnings, met- you know, um, status to get into events. You look at the one tournament he always did well at. It was always the Open. Yeah. 20th, 24th in 2018. Uh, even uh, the one that they played in uh, 2019 that Larry was defending, he was 20th. And you look at how he was playing golf back then, it was garbage. So now he's actually playing great golf. He's in the world's top 50 again. He's a, t- he's a winner this year. There's a lot to like at 125 to 1 with a forecast that looks a bit funky. Yeah. Mm. Was he second or third for tee to green at the Travellers last time out? Well, yeah, and that's uh, that trends piece, the, the, the previous podcast where we kind of cut the field down based on um, what was, yeah, what the identifiable trends from the last few years. He was the longest price and one of the final 11 in the field yeah. that made its way through today. Seventh for off the tee. Sixth for approach, second for tee to green. Couldn't. He was like me on the putting green, so yeah. Well, that's not Stuart Singh, is it? Stuart Singh's fantastic putter. So, so with, with a with a funky with a funky forecast and potential, you know, really wind affected conditions, I think Stuart sinking around that. I mean, he's hundred and forty to one with bet three six five. They've just lengthened his price. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about Richard Bland? Mm-hmm. He seems to have a bit of a new lease of life, doesn't he, Richard Bland, after winning at the Belfry? It was his last five starts, first, third, 50th, fourth, 15th, sixth and eighth for Greens and Regulation over his last two starts. Wow. 6,800 on DraftKings, 200 to 1, thereabouts, available order bookies. First round, first round leader, monster. Imagine he took off hot again, like... Was he that th- might be one to note down. Was he the 36-hole leader? No, I think he was T2, wasn't he? Uh, 36 holes at the US Open, Blandy? Yeah. Because Henley yeah, was he, leading, I believe. He, but yeah. he, was a, he was right up there, wasn't he? He was a leader, wasn't he? He was a leader. Was he joint he was leader, wasn't he? wasn't he? Yeah, joint I thought leader. he was. Wow. Shows how quickly we forget these things. <laughs> it's only a few bias. weeks ago. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like speaking of people of that vintage, I backed Harrington the other day. He's still widely available, over hundred to one. Um, I was fortunate to get there ahead of his decent performance at the Scottish Open. Um, I got him up to one hundred and seventy-five to one, which is nice. You can still get him at that price, less places with a few of the more unusual bookmakers. Let's say. But where have you seen like 159 places, 125, 10 places? So, can yeah, you, I, I mean, Carrington, like, I mean, can, he's can playing you, can really you, good golf. Oh, mate, can you amuse me and just tell me what he is in DraftKings, Paddy Arrington? He's going to uh, be a crazy, hmm. silly six. 6,900. Wow. Lovely. There's, yeah, there's, there's plenty you could pick to, to fill a team from that kind of sub 7,000 bracket. Really, super cheap. Johannes Veerman, 6,100. Finished third and eighth over his last two starts. It's his debut, but uh, even so, he could uh, he could surprise, make the cut at what would be a, a mad price for a uh, 
you know, just one of the one of the guys near the very very bottom of the pricing ladder on DraftKings. Yeah, the funny thing about Harrington it is his open record since he went back to back is really not great. Is mm. he's only made the cut a few times, which so it's boomer bust. But with gnarly conditions, yeah, I mean, and and the performance at Kiowa Island, you know, you could, he, he didn't go away, did he? You could definitely make a case for him this week at the, those long odds. It's just it's a fun bet anyway if he does if it doesn't go well. So because you know, for an Irish person anyway, just backing him so. Why not? A couple of euro on there, Barry, just out of curiosity. Well, the other thing is, from yeah. a DraftKings perspective, he's, he's going to be ranking like uh, in, in, probably well, some of the lowest ranks in any kind of models, statistical models. You know, miscut, 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 miscut before his 18th. You know, his, his form is miscut, fourth at the PGA with loads of wind. Miscut, 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 18. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not popping models, is he? But I'll tell you what, there'll be worse DraftKings plays than Paddy Harrington. If this if this comes to fruition, yeah. and it's a it, it's a really gnarly, wind strewn golf course. Mm. I like that. I'm quite excited. I think, I, I think there's going to be some there's going to be some juicy prices involved this week, mm. big style. There's some lovely ones. Yeah, mm. I backed Kisner. I have to back him. Yeah. He's peaking, isn't he? There's a lot of things coming together. Plays well in the wind. The course isn't too long for him. He grinds. Mm. I mean, like, what's not to like at over 100 to 1? I've backed him at, like, way shorter than that, so. Fifth and eighth in his last two starts. A second in an Open Championship, and you're finding him at 150 to 1, generally available. Mm. That, that year he was second... Uh, he was a three hundred to one shot. Yeah, and he was he didn't he didn't have the form that he's got at the moment. Wow! No, he's, he's proven that he can um, put it together on this you know a linksy linksy style track. It's uh, it's there in the record books. So. Yeah, worst bets out there again, Barry. I think again you do like a bit of Kevin Kisner, so um, you can't yeah, expect yeah, a bit like. An absolute no-brainer uh, for me. So, I mean, one other that kind of caught my eye, and I put a little bet on him as well. I mean, 200, <clears throat> 200 to one has two top twenties in the open. We know he can play links golf uh, and out in the desert as well. If there's any sort of wind matching to be done, Eric Van Royen. Yeah, yeah he's got pretty like two hundred to. 200 to one, twelve places. I mean, I don't care if it's one sixty odds. Like if he. If he Pings the each way, amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to do something because he's, he's struggling for status on the PGA Tour, isn't he? He's right on the cusp. I think he's one twenty six or something. So he, he could do he could do a nice top ten in an open just to guarantee <coughs> See, his, guarantee his playing privileges for next season. He'll be watching Seamus this week then because Seamus overtook him into what one twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Big week yeah. for Seamus, then he can get himself absolutely guaranteed into uh, for next There's season. a few around there, isn't there? There's a few at some big prices. I mean, you could you could make a case the way that he was striking the hell out of the ball last week. Lucas Glover, don't he was a thirty six hole leader here back in twenty eleven. You know, he's at two hundred and seventy five to one. Yeah. Can he go bang bang? Actually, he's putting reasonably well, Lucas Glover, isn't he? 
It's, yeah. You've got Guido. There's, there's, there's loads. There's loads around this kind of area that you could get stuck into. Mm. So we've got your um, your longships piece that's coming out tomorrow, Steve, and then um, yep. some first round leader picks as well. Once we've seen and digested the uh, the draw, yeah, I expect we you'll be having a view on that Wednesday, won't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. As close as we can get to see if there's any draw bias or whatever. Yeah, it is absolutely hammering down with rain here where where I'm recording this. Yeah, and you're not. And, you're not. And, well, I'm not what. From from the from you know as the as the my lord it is absolutely barreling down so yeah it would I would assume that Kent's getting it just as equally as bad as this <laughs> interesting yeah I might also just have a sneaky pick or two at the barber soul as well and it won't be Seamus Power um, thank so that, you that again is a is a great uh, reason to get on Seamus <laughs> uh, there's a couple I've got my eye on so uh, I might just. Ping a euro or two, a, a pound or two on the uh, Barbasol. We'll, we'll see how we get on with that. Yeah. But yes, plenty of content in the golf betting system, all completely free of charge. Pools, I will put Paul's betting preview in the description box for you if listening to this in a podcast form. I'll also put it uh, on the YouTube channel as well for that as well. So uh, absolutely, I think we're we're, we're looking forward to uh, the Open this year with uh, with bated breath. It should be an absolute classic. Yes, yeah. Uh, If you've got any questions, if you do want any more uh, questions answered around the Open, potential DraftKings picks or whatever, don't hesitate to uh, send us a tweet and uh, we'll get back to you when when we can. But uh, I, I thank you for your time, guys. I hope your bets go well. Yeah, best of luck, guys. You guys too, and to the listeners, Absolutely. fill up those places with each ways and get the winner. Absolutely. I think uh, there's going to be some triple-digit prices in there for sure. That, uh, that happens every year, but if you've got 12 places behind you or 11 places or even 10, yeah, uh, you can really fill your boots this week. Thank mm. you for your time. I hope, uh, I hope your bets go well, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. If you like betting on God, but everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf